Give me back tomorrow for taking all that I can stand. Throw the weight of the world from the palm of your Good morning. Welcome to Lift Your Spirits Radio with Dina Marie on 1150 AM KKNW on this lucky Friday, March the 13th. And yes, I did say lucky Friday the 13th because you know what? Attitude is everything. And if we approach this with a good attitude, we will all get through this. No, I'm not Dina Marie. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Dina Marie is taking a break this week on beautiful Whidbey Island, refreshing her body and soul with the healing only nature can bring and in her own wonderful healing way. If you haven't already done so, I really encourage you to visit dina-marie.com to find out about her healing ways. She has retreats and classes and is fantastic. Today, more than ever, it's vital to spend time maintaining all aspects of your health They are interrelated, mind, body, spirit, all impact each other. As I like to say, self-care is not selfish care, and in fact, today more than ever, it's essential care. Our lives in the Pacific Northwest are very much being impacted by measures to control the spread of COVID-19, and we're seeing that individual susceptibility really plays a big role. Uh, Those being impacted tend to be over age 65 and poor health, They are likely on pharmaceutical medications, which can impair your immune system, um, both prescribed and over-the-counters. We'll talk about some of that a little bit later. Um, And so you need to be a little bit mindful of your exposures to many things. And, of course, always seek medical advice from your most trusted medical advisor. And speaking of trusted medical advisors, with me in the studio today is registered nurse Andriana Rainville, a.k.a. Nurse Andy. I will be referring to her as Nurse Andy. She's really beloved in the Pacific Northwest and well-known. She's a well-respected lecturer, instructor, and practitioner focusing on issues of chronic illness and infection, so very relevant for today, as well as detoxification, fertility, mold and biotoxin syndromes, autism, and PANDAS. She's worked with Dr. Cynthia Keller on PANDAS, and since 1998, she has worked closely with William, uh, sorry, I almost said somebody that I know with a name close to this, with Dietrich Klinghart, MD, PhD, who is known throughout the world for some of his wonderful healing techniques. And Nurse Andy is an accredited teacher of his five levels of healing programs. I could go on and on and on, but I want to have enough time for us to actually hear from Nurse Andy herself. So welcome, Nurse Andy. Thank you so much, Bernadette, and thank you, Dana Maria, for having me here. And I'm really excited this morning to talk a little bit about Evidence-based medicine, which is super important, and the concept that that's not just quoting studies. That's looking at what's happening in clinical practice, how people are responding to the interventions they're choosing to use to help themselves be as healthy, happy, and productive in society as possible. And there's been so much fear pumped into every day waking if you turn the radio on you turn the tv on you talk to your neighbor although so many people are cloistered in their houses Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of talking to your neighbor Mm -hmm. and i well i was just going to say one of the you know i i'm a very calm person i'm trying to be very rational at everything but it is very disturbing 
to walk down aisles of stores and have shelves be emptied. It, it's, it's a sort of a surreal experience that adds to that level of, oh my gosh, what the heck's going on? <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. I guess that's true. I grew up in Hawaii, on Kauai, where I had the joy of living through two hurricanes. Oh, so you've seen And when the hurricane <laughs> hits and there is, you're allowed to go to the grocery store and get three items and it's whatever's left on the shelves, it gives you another perspective to it. So, yeah, it's unfortunate the hand sanitizer that is gone and the toilet paper is gone. But there's so many other things that I think we can kind of focus on to bring us back into that baseline of how to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things I want to kind of talk about is we all have to breathe. We need to breathe the air that's around us. And one piece that we talked a little bit about is humidity factors. Mm -hmm. And here in the Northwest, humidity can be our best friend or our worst enemy. You know, it's, it's like a lot of things in life. You need to not guess what's happening. You need to actually stop and measure what's going on. And there have been a lot of changes in how homes were built. Before, it was more like a shelter, but it wasn't like a hermetically sealed box. And since the 70s, you know, there was a lot of change in the materials we build our homes with and the breathability of our homes. Mm -hmm. So one thing I always talk to patients about is getting a um, hygrometer, which is a fancy word for... You go to Home Depot and you get a thermometer for your humidity. And it sits on your countertop. You can move it from room to room. And it'll tell you what's the temperature of your house and how much humidity is actually happening in that room. And like a lot of things in biology, it's a fine window. 40 to 50% is kind of like your optimal window. If you dip under 40%, it's too dry. And a lot of times, flu season is the dry season. And if you go over 60%, then you start growing mold. And we here in the Northwest know mold is a big problem. That's a whole nother talk we won't really jump into right now. And so kind of looking at how you keep the humidity level, whether you have to use a dehumidifier or you actually have to humidify your air, kind of like you would do for your baby if they were sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, it's fascinating science that I just learned about, I think about a year ago. I didn't understand the relationship between humidity and illness and cold and flu season. But there's been some fantastic studies done about it. Um, what I found really fascinating is somebody went th back through all the science, because everybody refers to measles as being very airborne. The virus will hang in the air for two hours, they say. And they went back to try to find the study. And the study was done in the 1960s. And the scientists, it was like a closet in the lab. And they had extremely dry air that they then sprayed a whole bunch of measles virus in. And lo and behold, the virus was able to be sustained in the air for up to two hours. But later on, when they did studies and they raised the humidity of the closet, um, the uh, viruses became sort of, I guess, saturated, and they dropped more quickly to surfaces in far less than two hours. And they also died much more quickly when they had that, the moisture that they were in. 
And so, you know, then that got extrapolated, and they d have done other studies since that shows that the viruses just can't survive in the optimal humid um, environment for very long. Um, so I think that's fantastic advice. But what else... There, so that's the external reason why you want to keep your home optimal for reduction of, of viruses floating around and, and also to prevent mold, so keep it in that zone. Um, but what about internally? What, how does humidity impact your own ability to resist infection? Well, let's think about that. Um, most of us are not really drinking adequate water amounts. We're not drinking necessarily clean water, and we're certainly not drinking enough of it. And for some people, to absorb water, you also have to add like a pinch of sea salt to it, like the osmolality, so how easy it can transfer across your cells and into your cells is affected by that. And, you know, we're often told, oh, the rule of thumb is to have eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day, which if you're a 65 pound person, that's an adequate amount. That's great, <laughs> you know, but for the, the minimum for people is half an ounce per pound of weight and ah. optimal is more one to two ounces. And so it's a variable depending on how big you are mm -hmm. as a human. And then, you know, how active you are is going to take into effect and medications you might be taking is going to take into effect and you know and and you're not supposed to just chug it down at once it's meant to be kind of sipped throughout the day and so that's our internal side of things and your body is amazing it gives you symptoms you feel dry when you're already dehydrated mm -hmm. um talk about if you could the um like you let's say you are in an environment where there is a virus that's circulating, your first line of defense, if you're well hydrated, that first line of defense is going to be like your, your nasal passages and your throat. How does hydration and humidity affect that first line of defense, your first soldiers that's, that are trying to block? Well, if you think about it as a basket weaving, you know, if you have a tight weave on your basket, things aren't going to get through. But if it's a loose weave, things are going to fall through. And so when you're well hydrated, there's an easier capacity for your body to have a mucus layer, and then the little hairs can move that along. So it, it helps you, and also you're not as likely to rub and touch things. If your eyes are dry, you touch them with your hands that have touched a surface or a fomite, mm -hmm. and that's how you can spread things, or you pick your nose, or you chew on your nails because you're nervous. So if we have moisture in those mucous membranes, we're not as likely to absorb those microbes into our bloodstream and have to mount a full immune response. It's really amazing to me how the human body has layers of protection we don't think about, and how we have layers of protection we often try to wash away, thinking they're unwanted. And I think maybe we'll pick it up right here after the break. So we'll be uh, going for a short break now. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, and you're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on 1150 AM KKNW. Mm -hmm. 
about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island in 2020. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Need a day away? Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Track. Next train's coming down the track. Whoever you are, whatever it takes. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host today, Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington. And with me in the studio is Nurse Andriana Rainville, a.k.a. Nurse Andy. And we are talking about creating a healthy immunity environment. So we covered keeping the air at the optimal level of humidity, um, not too low so that viruses can't circulate well and so that your nasal passages don't get dried out, and not too high so you don't grow a lot of mold, which is a problem here in the Northwest. What else can you do airborne-wise to help with healthy immunity in your home environment? Okay, well, there's a lot of different pieces. And, you know, just a couple more things about those mucous membranes. Um, A lot of times we will have our patients use X-Clear, a xylitol type of nasal spray, to kind of keep the moisture in the cells Mm. so it's not going to dry out as readily. Like I think anyone who's been in a plane for a long time or has gone to the desert on a holiday, like you feel like all of a sudden you're shriveling up. (laughs) And so that dryness is what we're trying to prevent. I have a lot of folks use coconut oil too because it's easy enough to put on a Q-tip dab inside of your nasal passageways, 
put on your lips, put on your skin, and it actually helps create a barrier, you know, from the outside to the inside. That first barrier and the biggest barrier is our skin. And then the mucous membranes are meant to be moist. Mm -hmm. And so those are a few of the things. Um, Briotech or Hypochlorous has been an interesting product over the last couple of years that I've been introduced to that is actually a stabilized biologic that's in the chloride family, but you can actually spray it in your eye. Had I not seen the creator do it, I probably never would have tried because it smells like chlorine. It kind of tastes like chlorine, but you can actually spray it on your skin, in your mouth, in your nose, in your eyes. I was pleasantly surprised when I took a tour of how they manufactured it. They're using it in call centers to prevent the flu, so they actually fog these entire centers with three, 400 people sitting in them. So you can imagine in a closed space on a phone all day long with 400 of your best friends, things can get swapped around pretty quickly. So we use little humidifier at the bedside and do uh, two parts of distilled water to a one part of Briotech is what it's called on Amazon, or um, Hypochlorous is what some people call it as well. And you can put that out into your air, and it's used in hospitals around the world also as a disinfectant. So it's been kind of an interesting tool, and I basically have a little bottle I carry around, and I use that as my hand sanitizer. I spray down surfaces. If I'm hopping on a plane, I want to wipe down my table. You know, fomites are hard surfaces, and things live on hard surfaces. Mm-hmm. So that's been a, you know, and it's been a very good tool to help actually reduce not only viruses, but bacteria, fungus, etc. University of Washington recently did a study against the COVID-19, and within 10 minutes of um, touching it, you know, being in contact with it, there was a 99% reduction. So that's been cool. Yeah, I think it's very exciting. And one thing I'd like to point out is that a lot of products boast that they can kill 99% of viruses, including those in the coronavirus family. But those products are too harsh to spritz on your face, to spritz your baby with. You would never want to put them in a vaporizer or or anything like that. And the beauty of this product is it does tend to, from what I've read of the literature, enhance the immune system and help your immune system work a little bit better. It's It's something that's naturally found in your body. Is that correct? It is. It's part of our own innate immune response to outside things and Dan and his family are very active in supporting you know cholera outbreaks different water supply issues and as a smart individual he's gotten a lot of folks from the World Health Organization and the NIH to use the product out in the field in the world. And so there's some really good studies done if you go and look at their website. And you said Dan, but 
did you mention earlier um, who Dan is? Dan, the owner of the Oh, company? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Dan is the inventor of Briotech. What's which his last is, name? That's a great question. <laughs> um, Probably on the website. It's on the website. <laughs> it's it's Briotech.com, yeah. and they've and, got a uh, lot of interesting things there. Yeah. I'm also in love with essential oils okay. because they're a natural, simple, affordable way of antimicrobial via life. You know, anytime mm-hmm. nature is so amazing in what it's given us, like literally on every continent, the plants you need to help you stay healthy are there. Mm-hmm. And not everyone can tolerate essential oils. So sometimes I tell people, well, you can, you know, we're really lucky. I have a tree of rosemary in my backyard and rosemary's antimicrobial it's good for lung health. You can put it in your food. You can make a tea out of it. You can make a tincture out of it. If you're one of those folks that doesn't like the kitchen, you can simply go to your local, you know, PCC, Whole Foods, and simply get the essential oil and either put that in your diffusers, which are like humidifiers for oils, basically. Or you can mix and match certain things into a carrier oil and actually put that up your nose. Wow. I do love that. I love the way, you know, when you really look closely at the way the creation works. I mean, all life. There's this symbiotic relationship. It's like everything wants to help everything else survive. You know, there's that survival of the fittest um, sort of attitude that that it predates understanding that we have a gut biome, that we are my more microbial than we are human at the genetic, if you count up all the genes, basically. Um, what it, Jennifer Margulis, who's a, a fantastic uh, science writer in Oregon, her mother, I've forgotten her mother's first name, but her name also is Margulis. And there's a wonderful documentary film about her because she um, explored uh, symbiosis, the, the, the symbiotic relationship between all things. And when you approach even viruses as just part of creation, part of this whole symbiotic world that we live in, and then you look to the rest of the world around you for ways to live more harmoniously, you know, and not be susceptible to those getting where they shouldn't. Because basically that's what it is. You know, a virus should be stopped at the mucous membranes, you know. Um, It should be stopped before it penetrates and creates disease. And so um, finding ways to build your immune system so that these you all live together in peace is sort of the ideal, not always achievable. But there are these very powerful things and easy things to do, like the essential oils. What else do you recommend? Well, there's a lot of essential oils and there's a lot of recipes and that's kind of, I've got a lot of those different things available in lists that we'll get to you guys too. Um, But back to the microbiome. So, Mm. you know, in medicine over the last five to 10 years, that's become kind of the new cool buzzword of, well, what we are basically bags to carry around our bugs is that's what this <laughs> body is for and when we are constantly trying to create if we think about our ancestors we were able to be born in a pile of dirt picked up t- 
tossed onto mommy's back or tied onto her front or daddy's or theirs, however that goes. And then you're in contact with dirt and bugs and and you're creating what we call tolerance. You know, so many times I work with a lot of folks that are intolerant in their immune system and they have allergies and intolerances that make their lives miserable. Mm-hmm. And there was a super interesting study done in the UK on families that had pets. And if you as a child were exposed to dogs versus cats or no animals. And interestingly enough, households with dogs. And if we think about what dogs are doing with our children, they're like, my daughter, I caught her licking my dog's cheek because we have a hound dog and it's very silky. (laughs) And I was like, oh, don't do that. And then my microbiology kicks in. It's like, okay, that's gross, but go ahead and do it because I know you're getting the right bugs for later in life Mm -hmm. that are going to keep you happier and healthier. And You know, with technology, it's been so cool. There's these new companies out there where you as an individual can actually purchase a kit, take a stool swab, send it off to the company, and they will tell you what is your microbiome and what do you need to eat to make your microbiome happy. Mm -hmm. So um, there was a cool new company called Viome. Uh, that was doing, they will tell you, because I always think, oh, well, these foods are good for everyone and these foods are, you know, not so healthy. And they're like, well, wait, it depends on what's in your gut because Mm -hmm. I could eat a piece of bread and have one response and you can eat a piece of bread and have a totally different response based on what bugs are living in our gut. One man's meat is another man's poison. the, The wisdom of the ages. Yeah. Um, uh, I recommend to listeners who want to really explore the topic of the, the biome to uh, look up Dr. Zach Bush, triple board certified MD, who turned from a great career, which he realized was focused on disease, and turned toward focusing on health. And the gut biome and the things that harm and things that help the gut biome are what he does. And you can find some amazing videos on YouTube of this doctor talking about it. It's very inspiring. It's going to have you out there digging in the dirt and licking dogs. Just a warning there. But go slow because those of us who've lived in hermetically sealed houses for a while, we do, you don't want to overwhelm yourself too quickly, right? Because that it takes a while to adjust to this and make sure your biome uh, is ready for it. Uh, I think we'll pick up um, on this biome talk when we get back from a short break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. I'm Bernadette Pager in studio with Nurse Andy. We'll be back in a minute. Join me at Bayview Healing Arts on beautiful Woodby Island this spring. I'll be offering free mini chakra tune-ups at our open house Saturday, March 21st, introduction to Reiki plus Chakras 101, March 28th, and one-on-one self-care energy healing sessions with me by appointment. Bayview Healing Arts offers acupuncture, massage therapy, aesthetic facials, and yoga classes that will lift your spirits. Reach out to me at dina-marie.com for more information and registration. 
Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Need information about your child's vaccinations? Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization of parents, family members, medical professionals, educators, and Washingtonians from all walks of life. They believe in personal freedoms and individual choices, including health care choices. Their mission is to advocate for vaccine policy reform based on scientific integrity and individual health needs, to promote education about healthy immunity, and to protect informed consent and medical freedom in Washington state. To stay informed, visit informedchoicewa.org. Informed Choice Washington envisions the future where every doctor is fully trained in identifying vaccine risk factors and recognizing vaccine injury. Every child is afforded a personalized approach to disease prevention, and every parent has the freedom to make the best healthcare decisions for themselves and their families. They know every child matters. Go to informedchoicewa.org today. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Give me back tomorrow, taking all that I can stand. Throw the weed of the world from the palm. Welcome back to Lift Your Spirits Radio with Dina Marie. I'm Bernadette Pager of, of Informed Choice Washington in studio today with Nurse Andriana Rainville, a.k.a. Nurse Andy. And we are talking about the gut microbiome where immunity really begins. So let's, let's talk about that, about the beginnings of healthy immunity. Awesome. So let's think about, you know, you're, you're born. That's where it begins. And some people are born vaginally and some people are born cesarean. So that's really where you get your first hit of microbes. It's been amazing how hospitals have come around a lot where if you are having a cesarean they are actually harvesting um, the microbiome from mom and putting it into baby's nose and mouth and, and really helping you to get a jump start because that's our really first batch of microbes. And then it, the second comes hopefully from breastfeeding. And breast milk has been one of those interestingly under-researched things that is so pertinent to life that it's always interesting that there haven't been more studies. Arizona University was looking at some studies on breast milk and how moms can actually tell and change the composition of their breast milk, whether they have a daughter or a son. And then also if the baby is fighting being sick, Mom's going to send different immunoglobulins through the breast milk to their child. And so that's one part of it. And then, of course, on the skin, we have a whole nother set of microbiome. So that skin-to-skin contact Mm -hmm. and 
touching is a huge factor for starting your microbiome. And waiting to wash the baby, not you know, not washing off the, it starts in the M. What, what's the word? Of the meconium. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. creaminess. The creaminess. <laughs> and one thing that I've learned uh, recently in kind of my exploration of the biome and especially how that happens at birth and moving forward. So the first year of life, it's interesting. The human, the little baby immune system intentionally um, is open to accepting microbes, the microbial world, in order to populate. This means that the baby does not react very strongly um, to even to pathogens because it's trying to populate what it needs to do. And so it doesn't um, necessarily uh, react well to like a virus coming around, um, but neither does it react well to a vaccine because it's not their immune system isn't designed yet to create antibodies. They are designed to be using this passive maternal protection of the mother that came in utero, that came at birth, and that comes through the breast milk. This passive immunity protects them while they're populating their own gut and whole microbial system. And then once that's together, that's, that's in harmony, then their own immune system begins as the mother's protection fades. Their own protection begins to take up the task and create their own. So it's just this harmony, this symbiotic relationship, I just find fascinating. It's true. And it's amazing how well the design works when left alone. Yeah. You know, because... I try to explain to parents especially that children are trying to create tolerance. It's it's not so much what do we need to ward off against, it's how do we find the balance. And that's why through our dendritic cells, which are in our skin, but also in our mouth, under our tongue, we watch a two-year-old. What do they do? They pick everything up and they put it in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's the nature's way of helping to recognize small amounts of these different kinds of microbes and figure out how tolerant do I need to be because we have strep, we have staph that live on our skin. So if we have a reaction to that all the time, that's what we would label autoimmunity or allergies. And we don't want that happening. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's finding those balances with that. Yeah, and I think what's really challenging in this modern world is so much in a child's environment is potentially toxic. It used to be you could go out and dig carrots with your mama and eat the dirt, but, you know, does that dirt now have glyphosate? Does it have pesticides, herbicides, pollution? You know, there's just so much, and so much in our house is um, plasticizers. And so, you know, I don't want to overwhelm people and freak people out, but, you know, we just do have to be mindful of what we bring into the home and the products we use and what we hand our children to put in their mouths. We want them to, to get these good microbes, but we live in a sort of a, a modern world that's got a lot of things that a hundred years ago weren't there for the children to be exposed to. And these things can compromise your immune system. And another thing that is um, an exposure that is skewing the child's immune system toward the allergy autoimmune is is exposure to aluminum. 
and aluminum skews your immune system toward that allergic profile. So that's another thing really to weigh if you, when you're making the vaccination decision. Um, look to see how much the exposure will be and do your research. We have a lot of that at informedchoicespa.org, research on aluminum, to see, you know, because that is one of the risks you need to weigh of skewing your child's immune system before they are even fully developed um, with their immune system. So so what else happens? What's the next phase of immune development? Well, before we jump on, just one other thing. You know, having worked in German functional medicine for over 20 years, we often kind of step in front of things that are not always welcomed. And aluminum is in our environment. It's in our air. Mm -hmm. It's in our water. It's in our dirt. Uh, the same with glyphosate. You know, fluoride's not far behind. Mm -hmm. So we are having this burden that's higher than ever before. Yeah. And, you know, when here in Washington State, we're spraying our forests mm -hmm. with Roundup or glyphosate. I'm like, forests should have weeds. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. don't want this. And it's getting in our water. So we do have to kind of keep ahead of those parts. And then back to baby, though, is that, you know, as they start to eat food, as humans start to eat food, there's a social component to that. It's not just like, here's this substance. Well, some people eat to live and other people live to eat. Mm -hmm. And finding that balance of those two, because there is a lot of immune balance in community and in joy. But we're going to talk about diet first. Okay. So we want to we wanna watch out with, are we avoiding processed foods? If you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't eat it, you know. Okay. If it's <laughs> high in sugar, if it's got a shelf life of 20-plus years, you're probably not going to know what to do with it inside of your body. You know, and we were talking a little bit about the shelves are getting empty. Well, the shelves are getting empty of supplements and nutrients and hand-washing helpers, but there's still food. And food is always going to be the best way to boost your nutrition and your immunity through food. A lot of the canned food is gone. But I noticed that a lot of the cheap canned food was gone and a lot of the organic was not. So I was able to make mm -hmm. some good selections. <laughs> well, and also frozen foods. Yeah. You know, in reality, we look at foods and we used to think of frozen food as like, oh, that's kind of mushy and nasty. But the reality is it's often processed is much faster mm -hmm. than the food that's sitting, that's fresh yes. in our stores. Yeah. And so this is where it's really good to support your, well, A, I think everyone should have a garden. And because gardening helps to ground you electromagnetically, which we know is very healthy, it gets you exposed to all of those lovely microbes. You know, having, my daughter and I love having we grow worms, we put the worms into our compost, you know, so we compost our veggies and then we put that into our garden. So we get to really see that circle of life. And then I feel eat anything out of, you know, yes, you can eat anything out of the garden and you can share it with your friends too. Excellent, excellent advice. And I want to remind us to go back to that whole electromagnetic thing. So listeners might think that's kind of woo-woo. Mm -hmm. But when you hear 
what that really is all about. It's such fascinating science, but let's, yeah. It, it really is. So let's just talk about a couple. So what do we need for immunity? We need vitamin C is one of the best research things for any kind of immunity, but especially for viruses, flus, colds, etc. And so even just as little as two grams, and here in America, sometimes we have trouble with grams and milligrams. Mm-hmm. 2,000 milligrams equals two grams. It's not a whole lot. And vitamin C only stays in our body for about two hours at a time. So you want to be taking smaller amounts spread throughout the day. And then vitamin E, selenium, and zinc are kind of like our go-to nutrients to powerhouse our immune system. And some foods that I think of are like sweet potatoes, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, any of the different seaweeds and algaes. And I know a lot of folks are scared of seaweeds and algaes. So you look for where they were grown and harvested from. Also, things like nuts and seeds are very rich in selenium and zinc and some of these things. Red peppers are fantastic for all of these things. Kiwis are good. And then mushrooms. Like we here have some of the most amazing therapeutic mushrooms. You know, Paul Stamets in Host Defense has done a magical TED Talks and research. And for centuries and centuries and centuries, multiple companies use mushrooms because they have so many immunological benefits. And then, um, you know, thinking things like oysters, crabs, beef, chicken, that's all your zinc-rich foods. So it doesn't, if you, the more you could get in a natural form that your body knows what to do, and it has the cofactors. Because when we get a, um, a supplement that's, you know, made in a lab, it's not the same as food-based nutrients our bodies know what to do with. And when you're making the choice, um, if you can afford it, to go for the grass-finished, free-range, as naturally grown um, animal, you know, the chicken, the beef, as possible, because the nutrient profile between the, like, factory-farmed or, you know, grain-finished is different. So, you know, if you're really looking for those micronutrients in, in all your food substances you need to look at how it's it's grown and it can be more expensive and I know it's hard for a lot of people to get those on a budget but if you could afford just a little bit of that um, as opposed to more of the the ones that is not going to feed you as well that's that's a good way to go and we are so blessed here in the northwest Mm -hmm. I mean we have amazing farms there's a lot of local farms there's a lot of local um growers of meats, etc. I know several of my friends and I go in and like I can't eat a quarter of a cow, but I can share with my neighborhood. And so we often and there's a difference of how things are grown. And mm-hmm. if it, it definitely is different than like a huge factory. Oh, definitely. Yeah, this is excellent conversation here. We're going to have to take a short break. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington, and you're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on 1150 AM KKNW. Go back to sleep. Inside us is a secret. 
a promise to keep. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know how your immune system protects you from illness? Wish you knew more about what lifestyle choices you could make to keep your immune system strong? What healing approaches might work best for you? Well, tune in on the first Friday of each month when the host of Lift Your Spirits Radio will be Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington. Bernadette will be joined by medical and science experts to discuss healthy immunity and how you and your family can achieve it. You can reach Bernadette Pager at informedchoicewa.org. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Be my beloved, I'll be your most high. Welcome to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Bernadette Pager of Informed Choice Washington here with Nurse Andy. And we've covered some great ground this morning, and we're, we're getting low on time. So let's finish up here with stress. On the break, you were talking about how important stress is to your immunity. So let's talk about that. Well, it's, it's one of those things that we know sleep and stress will have a direct effect on your white blood cell count, your lymphocyte counts, how your body's warriors are going to activate and respond. And we know from Dr. Porges' work on the vagus nerve that there's many simple techniques you can do to reset your nervous system out of that fight-or-flight mode and back into a rest and restore mode. And so one of the things that I talk to patients about is singing is super easy and actually holding your neck and humming so that you can feel our vagus nerve lives right underneath our ear, the bone underneath your ear. And it is the nerve that runs all of your digestive. It has both sympathetic and parasympathetic innervation. And it's one of the powerhouses of the body. So... This is why when we sing as a community, we often feel more relaxed and more joyful after the fact. 
you're getting better air, and you're vibrating this vagal nerve and resetting it. And, you know, everybody has different ways of finding relaxation, but we know the brain is very suggestive. So it likes to follow patterns. It likes to watch rhythms. And that's where meditation often will include what we call a four-by-four breathing. So it's a slow count in one, two, three, four. Hold for one, two, three, four. Out, one, two, three, four. And if you do this and just watch it, you will actually slow the brain waves down and calm the nervous system down. So that can be very powerful. We know that hydrosols or essential oils directly affect our limbic brain, which is that part of us that, again, is saying fight or rest. And and that can be a, a very easy way, but also watching your thoughts. It's mm-hmm. so easy to get into a negative loop and a fear loop. Mm-hmm. And so we play a game in our household. And we, in the morning time when we wake up, what are you grateful for? And I need three things that you're grateful for. And it can be anything. You know, my daughter's often grateful for our dog, grateful for Minecraft, (laughs) grateful for a burrito for breakfast. You know, so it doesn't have to, it doesn't matter what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. But if we focus in on that gratitude factor, you know, in Huna, energy flows wherever your attention goes. So if we can focus our attention on those good things that we have happening, I'm alive, I'm well, I'm excited to see what today brings, that's going to help our immune system do much better than if we're just totally immersed in what's not working. I love that. And, you know, even with the really sort of unprecedented state of the world today, um, we can look for those silver linings, too. Like, I would say most people say daily, oh, I'm going to start doing that because I know that's good for me, but they don't do it. Well, here we've all been afforded this unique opportunity with so many other activities taking, taken away and a little bit more focus on personal habits to increase your health. So, you know, if we look at this as an opportunity to make those changes we know we've been wanting to make, I think can be really good. And increase time with family and friends to a, I guess, to a degree, um, elbow bumping. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going off on that weird tangent here. But um, I think it's, 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 it's kind of funny that people really understand how negative stress will undermine your health. But it's harder for them to get that if you flip that around and you find those positive, happy emotions, they are healing and they can help your immune system do better. So embrace the joy, find those things to be grateful for. Excellent advice. And humor, laughter. Mm -hmm. Laughter is going to help bring up your immunity. So Mm -hmm. if you're stuck home, maybe it's time to have a little comedy, whether... You know, also simply walking. We know that the cross-crawl motion of walking, especially outside, will increase the neurotransmitters in our body that make us hopeful and help bring on that ability to see the silver lining. And it's perfectly safe to go out there and take 
take walks. So you're not going to be exposing anybody or be exposed by going out into the fresh air and taking walks. I think that's excellent advice. One thing we didn't touch on today, and I want to do a whole show in the future, is oxygen therapies. And the most basic oxygen therapy, of course, is just walking, is exercise. Definitely. Exercise, being outside. And then, you know, sometimes we'll have to talk a little later about um, the electro magnetism of the body and the body voltage and how that changes how the oxygen molecule can be picked up by the blood cells that are going to carry it to your blood yeah that's a whole other show a whole other thing fascinating and then sleep and rest sleep you know so when often in these stressful times we will feel tired and we force ourselves through that or Mm -hmm. we'll drink a little more coffee and we'll just you know pound it out and it's like no if you feel tired Stop. Even a little power nap can make a huge difference. Um, Making sure that you're getting enough rest or can you pop in a bathtub and just have a hot bath and relax. Epsom salt (laughs) are your friends. They really are. Um, And that's a great place to leave us today. I want to thank you, Nurse Andy, so much. Where can people go to find out lists of nutrients that you've been talking about and more information? Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I have a website. It's pretty simple. It's nurseandy.com. That's N-U-R-S-E-A-N-D-Y.com. I have A-I-N-D-I too. Mm-hmm. Or I've been, I'm horrible at Facebook, but I'm making a concerted effort. And that's just Nurse Andy Rainville on Facebook. And I will try to keep putting more tools for people. As my goal is to help people be empowered and take care of themselves and their families. And I'm happy to share the gifts that I've been shared from so many brilliant people I get to work with and be exposed to. Oh, that's wonderful. I hope we have you back on the air again in the future. So thank you so much. So check out nurseandy.com. Um, another place I'd like to just shoot you to real quick is is The High Wire with Del Bigtree. Find him on YouTube and exciting, up-to-date information on current events happening. Um, an excellent show. Um, you can go to informedchoicewa.org. Um, there's a lot of posts about healthy immunity that we've been putting up recently as well as vaccine information. Um, check out bbch.community for information from um, expert information from an immunologist. Um, and also, I would like to you to mark your calendars for July 18th for the vaccine conversation with Dr. Bob Sears and Melissa Floyd. They are coming here to Washington. It was originally scheduled for April, but um, it's been postponed because of recent events here. Um, so we're looking forward to July 18th uh, for that. So I think that's about all that I had to cover here today. Thank you, Benny, for uh, Quite welcome. all, all Quite you've welcome. done here in the studio today. Back-to-back shows for you. Keep it going. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. This, <laughs> this is great to get such good information um, out to the people. These sort of conversations need to happen. The, the real conversation about what makes immunity Um, how to stay healthy, all of your choices out there. I think it's so important to discuss and and get out there in the public. So today, I want you to think about your choices, make healthy choices, and laugh a bit and make it a healthy day.